I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters, where you will find tools to revitalise you and your relationships, whether at work or in your personal life. Well, a little bit about me. I'm an education consultant specialising in emotional intelligence, and I use creative approaches that empower people with proven processes. I'm known for my high energy, passion and compassion for those in need of help. And I like to shine a spotlight on what we can do. I'm here to bring positivity, confidence and strength every day, everywhere. My mantra in life has been, let's give it a red hot shot. Hello everyone, Driving Matters Studio and our education series has been absolutely a total pleasure and tonight... Even though we've got a little bit of green and red on, we can have a little bit of fun, but we're also very serious. My guest for tonight, amongst others, is Robert Randall. And a number of you will know all about Rob, but in actual fact, he's going to be joined by a whole group of others who have been on the show during 2020. So I'm in charge of putting everyone into the screen. So I think we'll just get moving so we all can have a little bit of fun tonight. Um, I asked Rob, I'll take it off because it's a bit hot tonight. We've got a cracking storm over Sydney. So if something goes wrong, you know what's happened. It's not my Wi-Fi. It's actually the heavens opening up. Um, So what we're going to do is uh, have a chat to Rob about all things thriving in education. So welcome, Rob. How are you this evening? I'm well, Carrie, and thank you for having me on, yeah, in this uh, bit of a downpour that we've got going around us. Uh, we were just, listeners, we were just uh, having a pre-chat and um, I saw quite a strike of lightning behind Rob's window and about the same time we got one over here as well. So I think we should be fine. So I hope everyone is well. It's getting on to the end of Term 4 for 2020 and uh, it surely has been a year that I don't think we're going to forget and I don't think is actually going to go away. So we're probably in store for some more adaption, some more pivoting, some more flexibility and creativity in 2021. So Rob Randall, um, we I, I will fess up, we've known each other for a little while now. And uh, I'd like just to give everybody an idea of your passion and commitment to quality education over a number of years. Now, would you believe Rob's actually a maths teacher and and comes from Perth? Do you think we should allow him on the show? I think so. So starting off in Perth, um, a whole range of leadership positions before coming over to New South Wales, where where I actually met Rob around the, the end of the 90s when he was Director of Curriculum for New South Wales Board of Studies. And then he took up a position in curriculum for the New South Wales Department of Education before he was instrumental um, in joining ACARA in 2008. So, Rob, I'm going to now pass it over to you so people can just hear about what it is at the moment that you're involved with. You've gone into uh, your own consultancy, uh, which is, is, is wonderful. So what is it that at the moment that's uh, making you smile most days? Um, the opportunity to choose the things that I get involved in, I think, Carrie, that's a significant <laughs> contrast from previous roles. But uh, I'm involved in a number of projects, which, um, depending on which day it is and what I need to get up and do, uh, they're all interesting stuff because right at the heart of them 
is the notion of um, quality education making a difference. Some of it, one project's looking at some international comparisons, working with Jeff Masters at ACR. Another one is doing some um, work with um, uh, um, Palladium Group up in Indonesia, uh, you know, working with the um, people there as they try to improve the education system. Another one working with Jenny Gore up at University of Newcastle. That takes me back to when uh, Jenny worked with the department way back in the early 2000s and uh, instituted the quality teaching models and doing some work with um, Jenny. And there's a couple of other ones, but the common, the common piece is uh, how can we improve the learning opportunities? How can we do better in that space? So it's, uh, it's great to be able to do that and uh, have a bit more choice about which things I'm getting involved in. And that's uh, part of the beauty, isn't it? When you uh, you've had have a career in education, you can take lots of different branches, um, and you can you can be involved in some really exceptional research projects as well. More and more, every school that I talk to, or every principal or leader, is talking about how how we can actually optimise the out, the learning outcomes for our students, and um, and our teachers and our and our whole learning community. So. Yeah. That's what I've been hearing this year, even though we've had um, two shutdowns of education on site in Victoria. And our next guest that I'm going to pop in is Catherine from, um, from Melbourne. So, Catherine, you don't have a, a storm as yet, but we'll uh, see what we can do to, to add that to you. Um, I'll pop you up into the screen if you don't, and you can meet Rob. Uh, you'll pop up here. There you go. And look at that, Rob. You become the rose between the thorns. Isn't that beautiful? The thorn between two roses. <laughs> uh, I thought I'd be boasting about weather in Melbourne today. <laughs> uh, there you are. <laughs> Welcome, Catherine. I'm just going to continue with Rob and then we'll, uh, we'll move together. And that's our format this evening. We're going to have people come in and out and um, it could get a little bit hairy. You just don't know, but we're going to be flexible and adaptable. No, no so hair jokes, Carol, no hair jokes. <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on that, Rob. Mm. Okay. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, everyone has an opinion on education and I think that's been the beauty of doing this conversation uh, with uh, some very fine educators across Australia. We've had a whole range and as parents, our parents are, are highly invested in this in their children's education as well, whether they're starting at prep and going all the way through to a HSC. And so one of the things that's really been big this year is, well, What's the learning gain been like? Has there been a gain or a loss? Uh, will we have exit exams anymore? Uh, will we be delivering education in a hybrid way? So I just want to throw that open and see what you think about a couple of those thoughts that I've just planted. I, uh, there's a lot of conversation about uh, gain and loss or certificates, and the risk always with these is they get distilled down to one particular issue or one particular perspective. I, I mean, I've had a chat to people about some of the data that came out of New South Wales and some of the estimates, uh, and almost by definition there will be some, but I don't think that's necessarily uniformly, and we might also want to recognise that other things could have developed. So I guess I'm, I'm more an optimistic view about it and trying to see the glass half full approach. I mean, I think the really interesting one at the moment, which is not which is pertinent in relation to COVID, you know, as people, various authorities go through to try to summarise kids' learning, is we've got to move beyond 
the you know the some of our current arrangements and there's great work going on in this country and elsewhere but I've over the years I've often said I think if I see it from my father's point of view after 13 years of schooling I think we all do want to know how our children have gone yes but to narrow it down to either where are they in the queue or to narrow it down to six scores I think is a limitation of it and I'd rather if I drew on previous activity I'd rather know for example with my children um, not I'd like to know how they're going in the subjects they've chosen but I'd also like to know how they've progressed in their what we, you know, we called in the Australian curriculum the general capabilities so I think that that uh, they're learning in that space uh, will have got them in part to where they are and their further learning in those spaces will get them further in their further learning post-school life and the others so the notion yeah. of trying to broaden it out and there are great examples of work going on I mean I don't know if people know it Sydney Uni probably there's unis in Melbourne doing the same thing but Sydney Uni in a few years time Jim Tognolini is doing some great work there where um, graduates from Sydney Uni will get a report they call them something else but I'll call them general capabilities on how they'll get advice on where they are in some of these significant capabilities so We've got the trend going. We should celebrate mm -hmm. it. But going back to your point a moment ago, we should all care deeply about it and we should all engage, but probably in a constructive leaning in way uh, than maybe sometimes some of the debate goes on in this, this place. Rob, um, I'm just going to ask you, um, you've made me think uh, a little while ago, it was announced, you know, Sweden's not going to have a, an exit exam this uh, year. Um, uh, you know, the school year is very different in Europe as well and there I mean most people are, are, are either for uh, like in New South Wales a, a HSE or some type of certification but what I like hearing about are the capabilities and these match up to World Economic Forum education policy the OECD um, papers and all the new reports that are out as well so looking over this year there are great examples around the world of um, amazing education being offered via different different ways and if we look at the learning that's going on most of our kids are learning despite um, a classroom they're learning in in whole lot of different ways using technology as as a tool um, so it's a roundabout way of saying look you know um, it's on the horizon isn't it a whole new way of looking at what would be an exit credential or a portfolio or some way of looking at um, how do we tell him how do we show employers how, how do we show universities or whatever it is that our students do after their compulsory education um, we're, we're looking at what it is that they're going to be able to offer to say this is where I'm this is where I'm at or this is the type of learning that I I am most capable in doing I've got a skill set around this so, Carrie, I think um, firstly, Sweden or others who talk about let's take this opportunity to pull it down. Um, I think that's a bit populist. I actually would worry then if you if if we've been if we've got a system set up something, this is an opportunity certainly for us to think about it. But for them to take it down, I'd want to think of the unintended consequences of that before I would support such a thing. Because and I'd want us to do our best to be able to give kids something they're used to. So, so I'm not a fan of just sort of saying, oh, let's take the opportunity and wreck the place um, because I actually think there's unintended consequences. Um, the, the, it's not on the horizon, it's here and now. I mean, we can go and look. Uh, one of the ones I like working with, Big Picture Education, Viv White's uh, organisation, and she's got 
um, you know, big picture um, activities going on, I think, in most states and territories. Those young people are walking away from school with a uh, portfolio of activities and given opportunities to present their learning. And Viv, you can go to their website and look um, very easily where those young people will talk about the learning they've got. They're making their own case uh, in post-school learning opportunities to do it. So it's not in the future, it's here and now. The question for us is how do we take it to scale? How can you, um, you know, take that initiative or other initiatives to scale? I mean, if people want to do a bit of reading over the next few days, Melbourne Uni, um, um, Sandra Milligan's work at Melbourne Uni uh, is, a, is a great resource in terms of some of the stuff she's published. Um, Ellen Koshlin has, I don't think she's released it yet, but Ellen Koshlin will release a video. Is It's running. She's done some great stuff in terms of, you know, how we might better do some of these things. So it is right here and now. Yeah. And my, I guess my challenge is we've all got to lean in a little bit on it and get involved and work it through. But we've also then got to figure out how would we take it to scale? How do we make it work? Yeah. Um, and my last point is, and don't, and be careful we don't chuck the bathwater out. We'll keep the baby. I think that's a good idea, but we don't want to necessarily we'll keep the baby. If, um, but let's think about there are some good things with what we've got. Um, we shouldn't just continue to try to pull things down. We should look at how we can build upon what we've got and improve it. And Rob, they're wise words. So I'm going to um, say thank you. I'm going to move you over and out, if that's all right with you. One, one, one special, one, one last thing that you're going to say to everybody. End of the year, do you have a wish? Um, a just something you want to say to people? With over to you. Yeah, my quick comment is to not so much a wish. You could wish we don't have another year like this one, but I think it is worth uh, just reflecting on while we can, you know, one, think how well off we are in this country uh, for a whole range of reasons. And again, it's this whole notion of instead of finding fault, let's just take a moment and acknowledge that how well off we are and thank goodness for that. I think it's also worth just acknowledging all those who've done the work to get us there. I mean, whether it is... Uh, the educators that we're close to, but the the health workers, the the, the even the people that keep the train. You know, there's a whole bunch of people. I sit in my office here each day and go to work, get out of the bedroom and come here. Um, but there's a bunch of people out there who have got on and done the job. Some at risk, at, you know, significant risk. So it is worth just a whether it's a blessing, whether it's acknowledgement, or whether it's just you know, thank you very much. And come back to my point. Let's uh, finish the year on a positive note. Um, thinking gratefully for what we have in this country uh, and then see if we can use that as a foundation to keep to a better 2021. Well, here, here. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. Thanks, Carrie. Uh, Every best wish. Sign her up. Bye. Hello, Catherine. How are you going? Hello there. I think I've got it in here. And I thought, boy, that's a hard act to follow. Can we just finish the podcast on that last statement? <laughs> Isn't it beautiful? That was so good. I totally agree. I totally agree with just about everything you said, actually. So uh, I, I particularly, uh, you know, that notion of, of, I guess, lost learning that's floating around, um, I think that would be a tremendous disservice to accept that as the outcome of our experience in Melbourne, um, a tremendous disservice to the wonderful remote learning that went on in this period. 
Um, and, and we'd be underestimating the approaches to learning and to life that the students accidentally got, really. This was a giant experiment, not necessarily by design, but for our middle school learners to have spent 99 days uh, in a more self-directed mode um, really required a shift in their skill set um, that will probably better serve them than the, the content learning that would have otherwise continued if we hadn't had uh, the accidental disruption of COVID. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the optimist camp as well. I think they'll be better served by that more self-directed approach to our teaching. You know, they had to respond, but we had to shift gears. Um, you cannot maintain, you know, your traditional habits over a 99-day period um, and exactly. successfully engage yeah. students. So, uh, yeah, we've lived the dream that we didn't expect to have. <laughs> one way of putting it, Catherine. <laughs> There's also been um, amazing, amazing um, uh, acceptance and also creativity by the teachers to be able to do this because you know, for kids to be as self-sufficient and being self-directed as they were, there has to be put in place uh, the methodology and, you know, the, the frameworks by the teachers. So all hats off to them as well. Yeah. You're at Caulfield College. I just renew yeah. everybody's um, memory of where you're, you're based at Caulfield College in Melbourne and it's a three-campus, very large independent school down there. That's right. Yeah, we've got three metro campuses and two more that are in other destinations, uh, normally in Nanjing for our international program and a rural campus as well. But uh, yes, life went off campus entirely, <laughs> you could say. <laughs> a, significant, a significant point of time. And I think the big lesson we learned there, there was a cliche floating around that we are all in this together. Um, and I think that was another reality that we found out that you couldn't do what you just described as teachers. We couldn't do it alone. We had to develop the collective efficacy to, to network, um, not just within our school, but within our, with, beyond our school. We, we were calling on colleagues in the Northern Hemisphere to give a heads up about what was coming initially. Um, but we yeah, are watching the gains um, that we've you know, seen of the value of collaborating in that way and not expecting that sort of linear progression that, you know, we had been used to. Um, I don't think we're as frightened of nonlinear innovation anymore. Um, I don't know that we want a lot of it at the pace that we... <laughs> uh, that was the added bonus. But um, honestly, I think it's exposed us, uh, exposed another skill set that a lot of teachers didn't even realise they had. Um, well, Catherine, I'm glad you talked about another skill set because I'm going to bring Kerry Paxton in with us now. Kerry is, here she comes, Kerry's the, um, the wellbeing coordinator out at um, Stanhope Gardens, a large Catholic community out there, um, a number of um, schools in, all involved. And um, I think this works really nicely. How are you, Kerry? Are you well this evening? No sound. There we go. How's that? That's beautiful. How are you? You well? I'm very, very well. How are you? I'm well. Now, I'll introduce you to Catherine. Say hi to each other. Hi, Catherine. Hi there. You two are passionate about well-being, and I know that I, I have uh, I've, I've learned that about you. And I just want to say congratulations, Kerry, for your new appointment. Can I say that publicly? Yes, you can. Good. Yes, you can. Just did it. 
Uh, I'm into disobedience. Do it and then take the, the consequences. <laughs> disobedience. It's disobedience. But I think it's um it'd be interesting to hear what you you both heard around from your students around um, what the situation had been like this year, what they found was supportive, what they I mean they're great kids. Mm. All your students are fantastic with their voice. They're able to articulate what's working well for them and what's not. Mm. So it would be interesting to see if there's a difference between what happened in Victoria to what, what happened up here in, in New South Wales with two lockdowns versus one. Mm-hmm. But just generally speaking, that whole notion of our well-being, our social, emotional, cognitive well-being mm-hmm. has been, um, is, is on our minds and it is going to continue to be on our minds because we don't quite understand all the repercussions of that. So I've just shifted the conversation just a little bit. It's all about thriving whether it's mm. it's it's curriculum based or whether it's all being based. So what do you think? Um, I think for us um, it was that it gave us permission or encouragement to go beyond student voice. I think um, particularly if we're working with secondary students, um, it's typical teenagers already have that voice. The voice is there. We don't need to encourage it. We need to not stifle it. And I think in allowing not just the voice, but then the permission to act on their voice. So um, I was really proud, actually, Carrie, I was listening to one of your other podcasts the other evening on my dog walk. And and your guest guest on the night said um, they were talking about student engagement and they said, you know, in this conversation, we really should have students here on this panel as part of this conversation because us as the adults are talking about this. And I loved that you were able to say, well, actually... Uh, you know, a few weeks ago, we did have students on the panel and we did hear from them. And I think what that showcased is that those two students talked about very different needs during our lockdown period, but we were able to meet all of them. And I think that's something for us to be really proud of by just saying, yes, tell us what you need, tell us how you want to work, and for us to go, and that that's okay. Let's make that happen. So we moved beyond the voice to actual agency, and I think that's a really important thing for us to try and hold on to as we move. Mm. Yeah, it was a, it was a good point. And actually, I think um, that was Yasmin, wasn't it? Mm. Um, Yasmin Phil, who is a remarkable young woman, uh, a very strong advocate for um, for youth voice, mm-hmm. um, and walks a talk. Uh, mm-hmm. And like a lot of our student leaders, they're given amazing opportunities at school level to develop their voice, to to develop their leadership skills. And we really, that's what we need. That we need great voices for tomorrow, because mm-hmm. we won't be here. They will be. So, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Catherine, I saw an amazing photograph of a graduation from um, yes. Caulfield this week. So there's, there's, um, been a, there's been a lot of reimagining of rites of passage. I think we've become the grand masters of, of repurposing uh, rites of passage in a different way and packaging. Yeah. And I think um, I totally agree with what you've just said there. I think our common refrain through the whole period has been Maslow before Bloom. Mm-hmm. We never lost sight of the fact that kids come to school for a broad and balanced learner experience. At least they come to our school for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we, we just remained constant in that. And social connection just, just had to be our, our primary agenda. 
Um, everything else was a wonderfully engaging bonus. But if we didn't maintain the social connection in this period, um, we were going to lose that opportunity to do the bloom. Um, so I think that, you know, that, that really stretched us. But part of that is actively listening to those, what they're actually needing. I totally agree. Um, we had to get a lot better at actively listening to what they really needed um, out of school. Um, and it wasn't just content delivery yeah. remotely. Mm -hmm. um, it was finding ways to, to continue the rites of passage, to continue the music lessons, to continue the, all the things that, you know, make your day yeah. worthwhile at school um, and, and keep the balance. So, uh, yeah, big challenge, but I think good fun <laughs> reimagining those things. Kerry, um, I know you have a particular principal who does like to have a little bit of fun. So just to tell us, what did he get up to during uh, this year? Oh, there's so much. Well, just today I've seen him again. He, one of his favourites, which he couldn't do during COVID but has returned to with fervour, is he loves to play handball. So he's out there playing handball with the students. Okay. Okay. And um, I was just happening to walk across the quad, heard this really loud cheer and was about to turn around and go, which student's making all this noise? It was Dr Webster. It was our <laughs> louder than anyone. So he loves to beat the students at handball. <laughs> yeah, lots of funny videos. Um, he was adamant that we needed to maintain a sense of humour throughout yeah. all of this. So um, some of our connections were, you know, even some of our senior students, things like having competitions around the funniest meme and all of those sorts of things were really encouraged. So... Um, I think it reminded all of us of the role of a school in a community and particularly in maintaining resilience within the, within the community when we were struggling. Um, and so that emphasis on relationships and fun was there all the way through. And I think that's enabled us as educators to connect with our purpose. I don't think any of us became educators to, you know, maybe there was an element of it that we want to get the best academic results, but really we all came into this profession to make a difference. And I think every teacher made a difference this year, and and hopefully reconnected with that as their as their core purpose. That's um, that's interesting, isn't it? Because when we're talking with education, we we often just think of the students, but mm -hmm. in actual fact, we've got a whole community that's 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 that round. And I did. Um, I was talking a little bit about um, a support ecosystem. What's the ecosystem like of your your school, of your college, of your your team, your organisation? And it's it's really critical. And that's what you you've all been talking about. It's the the ecosystem that developed that built on what was already there, but also had to emerge to support the new circumstance, the new environment that. Which we're in, so yeah, there. Um, I can just see uh, Mr. Webster uh, mm. out playing handball. Um, we. Um, it's interesting. Most of, mostly the people that I have had on the show this year, there has been a connection through a connection, and so education is one of those big families, uh, as as we all know. And um, it's it's a really rich family and a very generous family. So none of none of you have basically said no to me this year. I think it's been a wonderful thing. It just goes to show that in all our adversity, we can still manage to thrive and be generous in um, in looking at well, it probably didn't go as well as I wanted, but you know what? I've still learnt something, and that's what uh, thriving matters is all about. We we adapt 
and we still dream and we still explore, which I think is even beautiful. So, Catherine, I'm going to ask you, have you got something you'd like to say to our listeners tonight? Last show of the year, closing up, everyone's booked their holidays to Queensland. I don't think there's a little uh, room or flat or hotel room anywhere available. Um, it's, there, it's all gone. You can't get into Queensland now. And uh, <laughs> I'm maybe they're going to come to Melbourne. I'm I don't just trying to get to family in Sydney. I'm not that ambitious, but <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to underscore that discussion we just had about uh, relationships for sure. We're kind of stunned at the way uh, the, the level of intimacy that you're able to achieve online has kind of paradoxically it almost perplexed us. Some of us are much closer now that we've been in each other's houses and seen each other's children, pets, dogs, favourite food, yeah. paintings, than we ever were before we actually encountered this. It's, it's kind of almost bizarre to think it, it gave us that gift. But I, I was reminded by a young leader on my team today, he said, don't forget that uh, that serenity prayer that's out there. And I think it's now come, it, it means something completely different to me now. But it says, give us the courage to change the things that must be altered. You know, there's stuff that we realise just must be altered now that we've experienced a new normal. Um, and, but the serenity to accept what cannot be helped you know, we, we can't fuss and, and protest about stuff that's, it, that is inevitable. Um, but actually that insight to know, you know, what needs to be adjusted and what needs to be aligned. I think, um, you know, Rob Randall said it really well. It's not an, a false dichotomy. It's not a baby in the, out with the bathwater. It's usually a lot more complex than that. Um, and it takes a lot of wise people on, a, on teams to do it. We need to do it together. Um, oh, that's beautiful, Catherine, because it's interesting, isn't it? We take for granted what we've, we we read or have known, especially our favourite authors, our, our, our prayers or our, our mindfulness routines. And um, you can look back on that serenity prayer and just know that um, it's speaking to all of us. So, yeah, doesn't matter if you are a religious person or not. It is, it is still beautiful prose and uh, I want to thank you for that. Um, tell me one last thing, Kerry. You've got, we've got the baker from heaven on the show tonight because one of the things that Catherine did was go around her neighbourhood with baked goods. So she, oh. she just loved her skills. That's why you can't tonight. Wow. Well done, Catherine. <laughs> right. Well, Catherine, um, every blessing to you. Take care of your very good self because your thriving matters and I hope you get to give that family huge hugs when you get up. Thanks. All right? Thank you. All right. Hi. Right. So, Kerry, are you excited about your new position? I am. I am. It's such a privilege to be welcomed into a learning community. So I've been yeah. to be in the one that I'm in for, would you believe, a third of my life. Um, uh -huh. I've been here for a long time, so there'll be some sad goodbyes for me at the end of the year, but really excited to be welcomed into a new family. So, oh, yeah. it's wonderful, wonderful. It's, um, it's always interesting, isn't it, when you've been part of a large um, community and uh, you have done a number of roles yes. um, and you've developed your skills um, over, over the years. So the opportunities um, for thriving in your life and work yes. also so a part of your leadership roles, yeah, and um, it's um, stunning. So I'm very, I was, I was excited when you you sent me the message. Have a guess what? <laughs> well done, yeah. well done. Oh, um, do you um, do you have any other observations from this year that uh, 
we can share with our listeners around what it is you observed as we were coming out of of the of the lockdown, but as a re perhaps as a result of what we've done and the changes that were able to be put in place yeah. um, at your place. Um, and I think I've said it before, so much generosity. I think that's the generosity of spirit that developed this year. There's always been that there, but um, it was like everyone wanted to share what they were doing or to learn from someone else. And so that um, not just in our immediate community, but that global connectivity really soared this year. So I know Catherine said that they were looking to the Northern Hemisphere and we very much were. So um, you've got people who yeah. have said before, you know, things like accessing blogs from, you know, thought leaders overseas or using video conferencing, they would have been too nervous to try that. Everyone's got in, given it a go. Everyone's helped each yeah. other and that generosity of spirit and sharing um, has been, it's that has what has enabled the growth and the really fast um, element of change that we've had this year. And that's mm -hmm. something that I hope stays. You know, we don't need to guard our practice. Um, let's open it up. Let's learn from each other. Let's be outward looking um, and, and continue that generosity. Oh, I think that's, um, I want, oh, you just twigged. Uh, I had a conversation with um, colleague in Malaysia today and mm -hmm. uh, we were talking about education and uh, one of the things, um, um, also then talking to to um, people in India, and uh, it's been very different for um, um, been very different for, um, for for different countries. Um, India has did not have a, a breadth of Wi-Fi or broadband that their their population could access, so they use their TV channels. To, to use for, for education. Malaysia, though, um, had a lot, had a lot of Wi-Fi um, and some hybrids, so um, some delivery different ways. And so it's been interesting just going around the world, finding out what it is that um, people are doing. Yeah, it's been amazing. Well, Marg Shepherd is also in the chat room. And Margaret, are you going to pop in and join us, Marg, because you're, you can do that? Uh, I'll just, if she's listening to me, I'll just do that for you. Um, and we also have a few others that are coming along as well this evening. So if they're ready, I'm just going to give them a bit of a shout, pop in um, and join us. Um, you had a very interesting wellbeing framework at, mm -hmm. um, at Stanhope Gardens. And um, so is there anything that you would now alter based on this year and the experience that you've had. Is there anything that you'd alter or or just shift a little bit? Look, I don't I don't think we'll go to the framework. Um, I think it's, there's been continued work this year. Last year we just got the skeleton of the framework and kind of brainstormed what all of the, the components of that might be. This year there's been a lot of refinement. So I don't think change, but definitely refinement but it has shone a light on what the overarching theme of our framework is, and that's connectivity, connection, relationships. So um, I think it really highlighted that, that we were on the right path in, in making that an absolute priority across all areas of the school. So um, definitely, no, I think it's been more affirming than us needing to change. Oh, that's brilliant, isn't it? That's mm. a great result. Yeah. 
Jerry, every best wish for uh, for the end of the year with your family and a beautiful, peace-filled Christmas and New Year. And I uh, can't wait to hear all about next year and uh, keep in touch. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on um, as part of the panel this year. So thank you for having us. Thank you for having us as well. <laughs> they were delightful. They were. I'm going. To, I'm going to say goodbye to you and uh, pop Margaret Shepherd in because she's in the wings. All right. Bye. Bye. Here we go. We have a. There we go. And then just say hi, Marg, and Carrie say hi, and then I'll 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 give you the I'll push you the button. <laughs> Hello, Carrie. Hello, Margaret. How are you this evening? I'm good. How are you? Oh, wonderful to have you along. Um, we've had a bit of a storm, but I think it's all right. So um, now tell me, you've had a bit of a big day, have you? Is it today or yesterday that you were? Uh, oh, it was yesterday. Yeah, I had a big day yesterday. Yeah. So this is Margaret, Margaret Shepherd is an amazing scientist uh, and a science teacher and education par uh, an educator par excellence, um, a massive career in science. And um, she's gone into some consultancy work and I'm going to leave the rest up to you, Marg. Tell everybody what you did yesterday on behalf of science and science curriculum and science education. Come on. Yes. Well, this was, this was as my role as a volunteer with the Science Teachers Association. So when Jeff Masters published his report on the curriculum reform, our executive officer, Jane Poles, organised a think tank for our association. So we got a whole range of our members to join us and because of COVID, we joined in virtually and it worked it worked very well in fact <laughs> and fr from a, a series of discussion meetings we managed to put together a position paper on our where we will stand and what we think about the, the reform now from that position paper which we published yesterday i will say it's been published yesterday we were invited not individually but the legislative party the upper house invited submissions on jeff masters reform process so we submitted a, a document and it was taken in and read and accepted anyway they got us in yesterday to speak to the assembly well to speak to the inquiry so we had we had a range of um politicians from every party there the maths association were there and the technology association were there so it was a bit like a stem stem group and we put forward our ideas about well our ideas from the think tank so you know Good. well done yeah so we were very um pleased that we were heard and I think that's a really important point we're very unhappy to be honest about the fact that Jeff Masters put a lot of work into a reform you know it is about a change for the future our kids are different now 
their lives are different, the world is different, and we cannot continue to do the same old. Some things need to be reviewed and they can they need to be significant. Yeah. And for the government to respond and say, well, we're going to do new syllabuses in four years instead of doing a reform over 10 years, it sort of indicates that they're not really that keen on reform at all. And that's a shame because that was a waste of money if that's the case. And, you know, what better time now after this about shuffle that we've had with, with COVID and all of the amazing learning that both the students and the teachers have been going through and we go back to the same old, we can't. We can't go back. So now is the perfect opportunity to take this reform and say, okay, well, let's, let's visit it. Let's have a look at what does an untimed syllabus look like. We don't know. We're, we're, we're scared of not knowing, but that, yeah. that should mean that we lock it down and say, no, let's not do it. Let's stay with the safe and the way we've always done it. So anyway, it was very exciting. It was great. Jane was there and it was good. It, it just goes, listeners, it just goes to show um, the advocacy work that our teachers and our leaders do when they are passionate about the subject area, the reforms that are going on, being able to influence and have a conversation that is reasonable, backed up by research. And we've had Rob on earlier and he, a lot of his work is working on those those reforms and projects that will inform a lot of lot of the the future. So Margaret, thank you for doing that on behalf of our my grandchildren. I'm going to say that tonight. Thank you for doing that on behalf of my grandchildren because they're the ones that are going to benefit. You know, um, and, and look, the smile on your face means that you actually enjoyed doing this. It's, I did. It wasn't arduous. It was. Yeah. Let's give it some warmth, and that's what we've all got to do. We have we all mm. stand together, and we move forward together. I think it's wonderful. Now, while you're there, I'm going to pop um, a, a pretty sharp principal in on us. Um, oh, I'm going to put Regina Menz in. How are you, Regina? Oh, wow. she, here she comes. <laughs> How are you, Regina? Hello, hello, Margaret. I'm so excited about the work you've been doing as a science teacher myself. I think it's amazing to have that voice of science. Totally agree with you. We cannot do what we've always done. We've got this amazing opportunity. Let's take it and run with it. Yes. You girls just gave me goosebumps. They're here because I didn't plan that you two would know each other. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Now, everyone, um, Margaret's uh, been in a system of schools as, as in advisory roles around science, leadership roles around science. Now, Regina is principal, currently principal of O'Connor Catholic College in Armadale. And earlier on in the season, we had... Three of the gentlemen from the uh, from the diocese who had done a road trip around the, uh, uh, their diocese, around their system of schools, to see what was actually going on post-COVID. So I thought this was lovely. And Regina, when you said, yes, I'd love to pop in, Carrie, I went, you beauty, because uh, we've got a regional, um, a, you know, New South Wales, a, a very large um, regional school, 
So tell us, um, what have you noticed, Regina, about your students, around your teachers and around your community? Now that we've been through some COVID, we've had some alteration, what is it that you're noticing? Uh, it was really, it's been really funny because I was re getting ready to write my uh, speech for presentation day on Friday and I looked at last year's speech and I talked about our community and how we've uh, learned through adversity and challenge because we had bushfires and drought this time last year and it was huge. So I'm not going to jinx myself this year and go 2021 will be amazing, but I do know that we are agile, we're adaptable, and we can take on these problems with creativity, with good humour, uh, but with great expertise. So uh, one of the great things we've had out of um, COVID is taking, uh, like one of the previous speakers talked about, that student voice to student agency. And OSRC uh, did a, um, they surveyed all students when we came back and they presented that to us at staff meetings and said, do something about this. And we've taken that on board and they, and now we've had them come to leaders of learning meetings and we're really trying to work with our senior students who get that voice really active so that yeah. we can act yeah. on it. So that's been just amazing to see their growth and how they flourish. You're a little bit surprised about how confident they're feeling about their voice or what I mean there's some amazing I think, stories. I think they always had it we just didn't always give them the opportunity to oh. speak to us uh we sort of you know we're teachers and we've studied and we know all this well we don't uh and this was <laughs> a perfect opportunity to go we don't uh what works for you yeah but it, you know leadership um there's a particular view of leaders as, as strong and always capable and being able to have the answers for everything. But your vulnerability right. is where the gold is. And when you're vulnerable and you're actually looking at, well, perhaps I didn't do this as well as I could or look what escaped me or we didn't consider this, I think that's where we can we can see differently. We can, we can actually look through a different lens. So... Oh, I love those stories. Um, Rod Whelan was very, um, he was passionate about, now I want to tell you about these young people because their their behaviour has been amazing and, we're, you know, they're so thoughtful of each other. He was a great advocate for the, for the student voice and um, um, I thought that was just a, a wonderful thing that uh, when Justin and Jason and Rod had gone round the diocese, um, mm. it, it's also amplified what you've said. So... It's uh, it, it's good. It's great for our regional um, opportunities for our students. We should be able now to provide the same level of of subject selection, of learning, of opportunity for all our students. If there's something that's come out of COVID, I believe we've opened up a, hopefully a more level playing field. If we can get the scaling right that Rod was uh, that Rob was talking about earlier. Personal opinion. I think it was what Margaret was saying too, and uh, um, that whole idea of like an untimed syllabus and students setting their pace. We had to, like they had to. We couldn't control when they did their chemistry or when they did this. And the students, like it completely. I still teach, but it completely changed what I did. I'd go. I oh, spend about this much time on this. 
and they could do it whenever they wanted. Well, isn't yeah. that wonderful? <laughs> well, it, it's 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 uh, exploring, isn't it? It's exploratory work. It's it's self motivated. Um, it's curious. It's it's imaginative. It's trial and error. All those things, Margaret. You could you could add to the list. I'm being very basic in my language to describe it. You can give me all the technical terms, hey? Oh, all of those words are just perfect. Um, oh. Yeah. No, it's um, it is. Look, we've we've done the you're you're spot on, Regina. We've done the untimed syllabus, and I hadn't really thought of it quite in that term, but it wasn't that painful, was it? No. <laughs> Uh, do we not do it because we haven't tried it anywhere? But then Jeff Master says, well, come up with a, a couple of ideas and pilot them. See how it goes, you know. Give it a try and see see what, what comes out of it. But don't just throw it out and say, no, too hard. I can't imagine it because yeah. I never did it. Because I didn't do it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? It's, yeah. And we've all... It's interesting... Sorry, Carrie, the three main things that came out of the SRC and they surveyed the year seven to 12, what are the three main things? They love the independence, they love the flexibility and they love the trust. And that came through yeah. at all levels of wow. student, teachers, the trust that the diocese, and you've already talked about that, but the trust they put in us as leaders to know our context and what worked. So mm. I just think like sometimes trust let's just i do think blow it up um <laughs> and trust us because give us a go at do at trying new things i think regina that shows leadership in itself isn't there was some comment on um linkedin this morning about when you're a good leader you get you say to people get it done go and do it and give them the trust that they will do it yeah. and at some point in a child's life they need to be given that trust. Now, obviously, kids are going to meet that at different points along the journey, but that's 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 our job. We will we will work that out, and we will deal with that. We're teachers. That's that's what we do. Anyway, fascinating times. And our parent community wants exactly that for their kids. Mm. That, and but, they will have a particular view on perhaps how you might do it and maybe how you know how different it is to they experienced themselves but on the whole they most parents that I ever worked with only ever wanted the absolute best for their kids well Rob talked about it at the start it's those general capabilities it's it's yeah. not the the content and the knowledge and they have their place but it is, what do we want for our children? We want them to be creative. We want them to be critical thinkers. We want them ready uh, and willing to take on the big, big problems that they'll face, are mm -hmm. uh, facing now, the climate change issues, things like that. If we're just going to go back into the boxes, into silos, then we lose that great opportunity to really mm -hmm. trust our kids to That's take it. on these yeah. Um, yeah. issues. We do. And um, I love that capability of sustainability because we are right at that point right now. You know, that should be focusing. Uh, the kids should be going, well, what, is what I'm doing in my life sustainable for the long term? Mm -hmm. Am I family? You know, what am I learning from school and what am I learning from home? And how does it all work together? Mm. Love it. 
<laughs> Love it. Right. Okay, girls. So what um, I've just put a call out to Helen Mack and Maurizio Vespa, see if they'll join us. Um, I'll put Ellie's comment here, Ellie Simpson. Um, Go, Ellie. So you, know, you know Ellie, Regina? Yes. Hi, Ellie. We all know you now. If Regina knows you, we know you. Ellie well was done, the one. She's moved schools now. She's changed. She, she got an opportunity at another school, but she was working with the SRC around that survey and oh. uh, built those young leaders. It's amazing. Oh, good. Well, I'm just going to give her a round of applause. Well done, yeah, well uh, Ellie. Yeah. about that um yeah. so girls as a, a parting thought or um musing perhaps or observation something that we'd like to put out there to our listeners what would it be after a year of tap dancing <laughs> to a very different tune i'm going to finish with um our year 12 motto, they always come up with a theme for the year in January, like at the first ever assembly they present, and it was 2020 win-win. And it has been an amazing theme for such a weird year. But when we saw them graduate, when we saw them take on those HSC exams, when they had their formal 2020 win-win, they do have those capabilities to go on. They are independent thinkers and learners and they will change our world and how exciting. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. I'm just going to pop that in the chat, Regina. Thank you for that. Great. Right. Nearly as good as that, Regina. <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. Margaret Shepherd, I don't believe you haven't got a retort to that one or, or something to add. So just get that science brain working, girl. So. Well, I, I think what I, I'm going, because I've been, because I work with teachers and that's, that's what I do, mm. I, I think I'm going to say, um, something along the lines of wow you've done it you may you you've hit you've got over the mountain and you're on the other side it's not as bad as it seemed when you were on the you know when you were facing the hill and you were looking at that going oh how am i going to cope with this this new way you did it and feel good about that you know? yeah. Win, give, win. Yourself, give yourself a pat on the back. See, I told you yours was much better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm no, just so I'm gonna, true. So true. <laughs> I, I've just uh, I've just added something to the chat, Margaret. So powerful professionalism from our teachers, mm. and then because I was doing it and you were speaking, Marg, I've just put feel good about you. So um, there we go. There we go. Rest over the holidays. (laughs) Put your feet up. Oh yes, please. (laughs) Is there something you you both have learnt about yourselves this year that about your own thriving? Is there something that you would is now part of your routine or something that you dropped off, you got rid of? So one of the one of the um, the coaches that I really um, admire and um, take a lot of note of, and I, I've had him on the podcast as well. Michael Bungay Stainer talks about if you're going to take something new on, what are you going to let go of? And uh, I really I've taken that to heart this year. I thought if you're going to take something new on, what do you drop off? 
Um, so in, in saying that to you girls, what is it that you added or what did you delete? So come on. Mm. Is there anything? I, I think in this time you had to uh, really work well with if, like your leaders and your teachers and it was that trust like rather than always knowing everything. There are some things that can just be done without you having to make sure they happen. So I think um, it gave me the opportunity to uh, really put that trust. I was being trusted, so it allowed me the opportunity to trust others and they, they did thrive. Everyone did because of that trusting relationship. So... Uh, that's probably one thing I really learnt through this time. And it was okay mm. sometimes for me to go, I don't have the answer. This is really hard. <laughs> oh, well, isn't that, isn't that good to know that together we can do it, that we don't actually have to have all the answers. So I think that's a major plus to our thriving. Um, it takes a bit of a burden off that we've, if we've got this great um network support network or what i call today the, the the support ecosystem if we've got that running really well um and uh, we're growing that we're fertilizing it we're making sure we're nurturing it whatever we do it's going to benefit all of us mm -hmm. regina i've got to say uh it was a pleasure to meet you earlier this year when i was up in armadale thank you so much for jumping on the call tonight um and being part of the panel I think um, I think there'll be a lot of your um, your parents and community that have tuned in. They haven't popped into the chat, but you'll probably get some comments after this. <laughs> okay, thanks, Mary. See you, Margaret. And what, and what we'll that. do, and what we do after each of our sessions is we will put the audio onto the Thriving Matters podcast. So don't think this is going away, girls. This is here for a little while. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, um, Mary. Hi, Regina. Bye. Um, Bye. Margaret, Bye. just hang on. I'm just going to um, I'm going to bring another gent in. Here he goes. Here he comes. Oh, he's on the end. How are you, Maurizio Vespa? Hi, Terry. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well. Thanks for popping in. You've got you and um, Helen Mack have got the, the late shift. <laughs> so, Mar Margaret, cool. do you know Maurizio? No, I don't, Maurizio. Hi, Margaret. How are you? I'm well. And you? I am very well. Thank you very much. Thank Thanks. you. It's a, it's a nice, way, right. yeah, nice way to finish an evening. I know. Stimulating conversation. Yeah. yeah, I know. Marg, um, every best wish. I will pro I will see you probably somewhere around. I know that I'll 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 see you online. Um, yes, I'm so pleased you got to talk about science and advocate for science um, yes. yesterday yes. for the review. Well done you. Well done you. Okay. Right. Thank you, Mary. Nice okay. to meet you. For a peace-filled Christmas and New Year and yeah. uh, give that beautiful granddaughter of yours a cuddle as well. I will. <laughs> right. Okay, Mary. Bye-bye now. Right. Now, Maurizio, good evening. How are you doing? Hello, Kerry. I'm well, thanks. How are you? <laughs> thanks. Thank you for joining us this evening. Now, I'm going to bring, um, I'm going to bring a... a um, Helen in. So you two were actually on the show together and I hadn't deliberately put you together. So hang, hang on there, Helen, here you come. All right. Um, here she is. Cheers. Sorry, Helen. Yes. Good to see Thank you again. 
Mine is uh, mainly soda, but it has something else in it this evening. mine. Just got water yes. in mine. I've got, oh, I've got, I've got the Christmas decorations you requested, Cass. Right. Well, <laughs> well, it's getting to the silly end of the night. Rob saw this earlier before. He's, he's just sitting in the in the uh, in the in the notes here, having a look. But um, you know what? We're all we all can be a bit of a jester. We all can have some fun. And one of the things about the Thriving Matters conversation this year and around education is that it's not all serious. Um, it's it's a it's a okay to have a sense of humour and a sense of fun in the learning that we do and the interactions that we do. So I'm just wondering, what was, uh, looking back, Maurizio, what's this year been like for you? What have you been noticing about the people you've been working with? Just some general observations. What would you like to, to add to the conversation tonight? Well, I think, well, having listened to people already, I mean, it's, it's pretty common that, um, the disruption has brought about enormous amount of change. You know, things that we probably thought that were impossible have now become possible. And I think it actually opens up great opportunities for education in the future. Um, it certainly allows us to broaden our view of education and, um, and maybe take it away from the old medieval system of education that, that we've inherited for such a long time. I mean, the, the Elizabethan style, is, mm. it's, it's, it's now time to change. And so we've had a cleanse. That's what it is, and we, and we need to go with the flow. Now, that is the first time I have heard that this year. I like that. Do you want to say that again? We've had a? We've had a cleanse. Yeah, it's it's cleansing. It's, it's about a time of change. It's almost like uh, the Renaissance period. It's an opportunity to rethink of ways of doing things differently and how do we mm. actually address the future. And our young people need a different way of engaging and learning that we were once used to. And so um, I think teachers are embracing it. Um, I think they're very open to the idea. And I, I think it, it's, it's wonderful, it's inspiring for all of us. Yeah, there's, there's a lot that I think is worth really contemplating um, around the benefit of the change. Mm. And I really like what Rob said earlier, if you were listening, he was, he, um, his work is, in a number of the research projects that are going on um, and, and his advice is just don't throw everything out yeah. with the bar. Well, there's a lot that is already good here. So now Rob's having a cup of tea. Rob, I think you should have something that's a little bit cooler. I don't know, but it's humid, it's humid over this, this suburb of mine in Sydney. Um, Margaret, um, Helen, sorry, <laughs> fancy calling you Margaret. There you go. Helen, <laughs> you answer to most things, don't you? Um, Helen, it's great to have you back. Um, uh, Maurizio, this week, you wouldn't believe it, but um, earlier this week, um, Helen did a road trip from Victoria up. She did the whole big circle into New South Wales. We let her come in. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. You need a and, and she optimised her outcomes for the road trip because we met up at Cars Park, would you believe? Um, she, she got to see, you know, by the bay. And we also connected with somebody else um, that we, we know virtually. So it's an interesting thing about what... Um, what this year has allowed us to do or encouraged us to do. And a couple of comments tonight from our guests are that the connections virtually aren't as bad as everybody, a, a number of people have indicated. We've actually found that we have gotten to know each other 
deep, more deeply than perhaps we would have in the office face to face because we've been in the office, we've been in the homes, we've seen the cat jump onto somebody's lap, we've seen a child come in and cry and be nursed while you're in a meeting. We've done all those things, which some people would say is highly unprofessional, but others would say are very human-centred and it is the way of the world. We look after our own. So, Helen, it's great to have you here and you're home safely. We're back to being cool down here, so I'm not quite sure what's going on, on with the weather, but it was just lovely to connect with you uh, physically as well as having, you know, had that strong connection all year virtually. It was, uh, it was a lovely extra layer. But I completely agree with you. I think early on there were lots of people in all kinds of situations, including in education, where there was a real fear of what's going to happen. Are we going to lose contact with our colleagues? Are we going to lose contact with our, with our students? And, in fact, I think you're right, Carrie, that it has brought us together in a different way. And for a lot of us, it's it's changed the way we see the world forever. I love what you just said, Maurizio, about um, about having people go from impossible to what's possible. That's one of my favourite things. I teach what's possible and then look for the best possible outcomes. And I actually think there have been some phenomenal outcomes yeah. in terms of for students, for teachers, for principals, and in a positive way, we're never going to go back to the way it was before, as you said, the Elizabethan that made me giggle, but like the, the ancient way of teaching where the student sits quietly and the teacher, you know, dictates from the front of the room. Thank goodness for technology, we're not going to have to do that anymore. Do you know what's amazing about that, though? Teachers um, really have, when they've done their teacher training, they've got a licence to teach, right, and a licence, I think, um, to inspire and encourage and motivate um, their students, and they want to be the absolute best teacher. We're now looking at facilitation of learning, I believe, mm. and technology's allowed us to do that. But, you know, for all our teachers who who uh, perhaps found the, the ICT difficult mm. or a real challenge where they couldn't quite get the mechanisms of the thinking around how to do things, my hats are off to them because... The change and the way they've embraced, well, this is what we have to do, mainly I believe because they've got that deep commitment to their students and to their profession. The and so my change is unparalleled. They had to make changes in the way they did things literally like overnight, crazy, crazy. And so I think a lot of them have really found in themselves an ability that they didn't even know existed. It was like, I can't do this, and then all of a sudden, as you said earlier, what what was Maurizio, what was seen as impossible actually became possible. And then it becomes, okay, so what can I do in this space? And that's what I'd encourage uh, all of the educators online tonight and, and around the world to continue to think about what's possible, what's mm. the best possible outcome from this situation. And the, the teaching staff in particular and the principals that have held it all together have done a phenomenal job of really stretching themselves beyond their comfort zones in ways, yeah. ways that I think make them feel like they've been turned into pretzels. But it's really been an incredible learning journey for the teachers as well as the students. Maurizio, yeah. yeah. your your key area and expertise is in restorative practices, yeah? Well, it's, it's, it's to do with wellbeing and relationship building. Um, and so it's about collaboration, working together to, you know, address problems that might impact 
um, how people work, how people function, how people yeah. interact together. So, I mean, I, I, I wanted to come back to something that, that I heard one of your previous speakers talk about. Um, it may have been Margaret or... Um, um, Regina. Regina. Uh, and I yeah. think Regina was talked about how, you know, there's been a greater opportunity for student voice. Mm, yeah. And I think that's really valuable because that we often don't give voice to students. Um, and I noticed that that was very heavily focused on academia as well. I think we need to also bring about a balance in terms of inviting students to have a look at what are we, what can we do? How can mm. we together create an environment that is holistic in terms of, you know, addressing academia and also the well-being of a person. So what do we what do we need to do? What do, what do we need to change in our practices? And what do we need to change in our methodology? How we teach? What we teach? That kind of stuff. Um, I think it's really valuable to invite young people to have an input in that. And I really love the fact that they did a survey. They got students involved. And see, that's something that wouldn't have even been thought of years ago. And you know, and I believe that. You know, un unless we fail trying, then we haven't really tried. Very, very good. You know? I like that a lot, Maurizio, but also that if you add another layer to the collaboration, a number of communities have stepped into supporting schools, yeah. supporting educational institutions yes. in a way that yes. hasn't happened before, and that's just wonderful that that um, that community and education have reconnected you know in back back in the day um, community did was involved in education mm -hmm. and now because of uh, work from uh, school from home um, communities having to support the teachers and the schools and the and the parents understanding more yeah. about what their students are all of that sort of stuff um, you know um, aged care people supporting um, schools I think that that collaboration if we can hang on to some of that joy mm. it'll also make a big difference no I agree well we we all yep. have an opinion on education and we all want the very best the mm. the, the, the you know as, as as you say Helen optimizing the outcomes of learning mm. for our students but our teachers as well I mean as as we have review after review um, there will be some changes here and you know that's what Rob's work is is doing uh, for us. He's he's working on all those things that uh, we need to maintain, but also can stretch and alter. Uh, so I think um, some of the the mentions earlier, we've had a lot of practitioners on tonight, as well as the research background, and mm. every one of you has been and is passionate and committed to what you believe to be the best possible outcomes for, for, our, for our students and our society in general. If you had uh, a comment, a wish, um, something to share with our listeners, it's the last, it's the final show of the year, what would it be? Helen, how about you go first? <laughs> so uh, my, my, my wish over Christmas for, for everyone involved in the education space is that you do two things. One is that you do a bit of rest and recover, that you, uh, you give yourself a break and that you just take a breath. And, and then the second part that's related to that is celebrate. Celebrate what happens, celebrate the successes and do your very best over the Christmas period not to do a negative review, but to do a positive review. Do a, hey, wow, wasn't that great? And we did that. And wasn't it amazing that we got that done? Worry about planning for next year, next year. But over the, the I mean, in terms of the detail, obviously, there's big, big, big picture planning going on. But, but rest and celebrate 
um, all of the things that have been amazing yeah. about this year and, and share that with your colleagues, with your students, with your family, with your friends. Let's spread some more joy. Mm. I think I think I must have just gotten the whole um, bucket of optimists on the show tonight, right? <laughs> you do attract them, Carrie. You do attract. Them. <laughs> I do. <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? I mean, uh, I have some. I have a. I have a close friend that says, "You're just you. Ju you're just an optimist." She said, oh, "I'm a realist," and I go, "Okay, I can be. I'm pretty real at the same time, but it's just so." So, as I think I said to you last time, Carrie, you have to say to her. Being an optimist does not mean that I'm a not a realist. Being an That's optimist it. means I look at reality and then I work towards the best possible outcome. Optimism does not exclude reality. I just set you up, Helen. I knew that's what you were going to say. <laughs> I can't <laughs> <help myself. laughs> Okay, Maurizio, over to you. Well, um, one of the one of the bright points has actually been this particular. Um, podcast the series of podcasts i've actually really enjoyed it and i think it's it's been needed i think it's actually an opportunity um for me to actually even say to you carrie that it's been great that you've been able to connect so many educators across a, a spectrum of different expert areas you know and i think that's been wonderful mm. and and i think that's the positive for me that's come out of this year and that is you know our ability to connect and be supportive of one another. The exponential curve for learning for all of us has been, you know, quite extreme. Mm. And I think we have, you know, and it's placed a whole lot of pressure on people. But even in in that pressure um, sort of, I guess, situation, people have been really very supportive. Mm. And I actually think for maybe the first time in a long time, we're really starting to focus on the importance of personal well-being you know the well-being of the student the family the the the, the united community uh, um, you know helen mentioned you know external communities coming in and helping schools yeah. i think we're now starting to see that 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 um that visit the village that raises a child you know it takes mm -hmm. a village to raise a child i think we're really starting to see that come into practice people are actually sharing resources they're collaborating with one another they're doing it on twitter they're doing it through linkedin they're doing it through this medium and i think that's a real positive so you know irrespective of the fact that we've actually had um, a pandemic and you know we've lost um, valuable lives and people are still impacted by it th yeah. there's been some wonderful opportunities for us to realize the importance of human connection mm. And I think that that's really, really important and we can't dismiss that. Yeah, I agree. Do you know what I just keep, uh, I usually get a, an image when people are speaking, it's one of the things that I do. And we all, we all transfer knowledge and um, input, you know. Um, and so I've just, I've just had this big thing happen to me about it's back to, it's, it's all about partnerships. And I think this is I think this is the way of the world, and that's what we're being what we're seeing. There are so many instances now this year where communities have come together to educate each other to yeah. to find yeah. purpose in whether you're retired, whether you're um, it, it's amazing some of the the uh, cr very creative ways that we are still learning, educating, building community mm -hmm. around what we believe is is most important. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. partnerships, I, I believe, are the way of the future. Mm -hmm. More and more people are connecting. Uh, yes, we're using the IT. It's been really the vehicle that's enabled us to increase our connections. Mm -hmm. When in fact we were quite scared of AI, saying, oh, no, 
our jobs, our future are all going to be taken away by machinery, by algorithms, by virtual printers, heavens, heavens knows, I'm just exaggerating. But I really think we, if we just tip this up, we can go, actually, that's been a, a, another way forward. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm going to thank both of you. Um, I'm going to say, Rob, give me a wave. Do you want to pop back in and say anything for the end of the night or are you happy to sit there? Oh, he's happy to sit there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. He's going to come in. Right. Okay. I, I'm taking that as the, the everybody listeners, I'm doing a signal, a hand signal thing. So I don't know if I can get four in this frame. It's going to be an experiment. So before I do this, I will apologise if you get knocked out. All right. I'm happy. Every best wish to you. Thank you so much for your generosity this year. It's been great to have the conversations and I'm sure they're going to continue. Okay. Thank you, Clary. Merry Christmas Merry too, by the way. Thriving, Helen, likewise. Same to you. Merry Christmas. Buon Natale. Buon Natale, yes. Oh, look at that. We are finished. <laughs> oh, we can't hear Rob yet. There we go, Rob. Now uh, you've got a voice. Go. How are you, Miss? I've got a voice. Oh, thank you. Can you do that as well, can you, Kate? He's very <laughs> clever. I know. So, Rob, you've listened to the you've listened to the conversation tonight. I mean, it's actually been great having you having you listen to everything. Any any thoughts, observations, insights that you want to land before we play your favourite tune tonight? <laughs> um. Look, I, I, I think it, just the theme we just had there a moment ago about the positivity of it all, I mean, again, uh, you know, I celebrate that because, again, you can get all gloomy about things, you know, and everything. But I think that's there is something about um, educators, uh, you know, people get into that because they do believe there's a commitment and a belief there. And I think that's what's come out here tonight. And I guess that's worth acknowledging and celebrating. And I think broadly, again, I go back to my broader hand-waving earlier on, I think more broadly, I think we do also need to look look out and call that out wherever we can. Just this is an a focus on education, but if you took your theme of thriving, yeah. you know, um, it, it's worth, you know, the challenge would be everyone tomorrow, have a, have a look out more broadly. Who else has made the broader community win um, to, to be able to thrive? Not that we can't do better. I'm not, again, there's that notion of optimism and realism. We can always do better. But again, the theme that I got, the smiles that I had was when everyone talking about it, you see it all leaning in, wanting to make a difference um, and stuff like that. So I think that's the bit that uh, is reinforced. And, and Carrie, if I can, I mean, one of the things, sitting down having coffee the other day, you know, um, because I can just wander around and have coffee when I want to these days. <laughs> the a number of people have talked about community, and that is that there is that yep. the, the community has kicked back in this year. Yeah. And yep. again, my my encouragement, I've heard principals talk about it. We know a school where there's great leadership, great teachers working with a community, there are three sort of, you know, goals that you've kicked there. But I think in our broader community, the community has stood up. And that's one that we need to keep pursuing, that encouragement of community yep. to make a difference. So that's there's some of the thoughts that I had uh, as I was listening and uh, having fun participating on the sides tonight. <laughs> it has been uh, it has been delightful um, to have everybody. And you know what? 
we've had a number of people uh, over the year. And when I put out the call and said, hey, this is what I'm thinking of doing, everybody, uh, it was very interesting. I had a number of people say, oh, blast, I can't be there. I'm, I'm, I'm finishing up my, my year, my work here, or I'm on my own webinar, or I'm doing this or doing that. So I'm extremely grateful for everyone who uh, at this time of the evening is, is still fairly sane and, and looking forward to, to, a, to a, a keen night. I've got to thank you all very much. Rob, it's been a pleasure to have you on and I'm, I'm very chuffed. I managed to get you on to the final final um, show of the year, so that's even better. Oh, Helen anyway. and Maurizio, big hugs. We've got, we've got the Italian connection happening here, so, um, you know, it's going to be on the tongue and look after your very good selves. Yeah. 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 Nice meeting you, and you too, Carrie. Oh, yes, thank you well done, Carrie. Yes. It's been lovely watching you holding the space, Carrie. Yeah. You've done a lovely job, and that's why the, the, the people have been attracted to being part of this. You've held a beautiful space for educators of all shapes and sizes all year, so congratulations. Yeah, I agree. Thank you, Helen. I appreciate that. Thank you. I um, As I said earlier in the in the first shows, I, um, I really started this to entertain myself when everything sort of just got wiped out this year. So it has been an absolute bonus and uh, been very, very interesting doing it. So watch out for 2021 because huge things are happening uh, for Driving Matters and Carrie Benedet. Now, if listeners, if any of you would like to know about any of our guests tonight, um, I've put most of their names in the chat. This um, video stays on the Thriving Matters page, Facebook page, and very soon we will also post it on the Thriving Matters podcast. If you get onto the Thriving Matters podcast, give me some love. Everybody likes to have a little bit of love, so give me a review and uh, let's see how we can grow it because this has been the gem out of uh, the year that we've had. Um, it's only upwards and onwards for everybody. Have faith, keep smiling, make sure you get a cuddle because your thriving matters. So till next year, thank you everyone for all your um, support and all your love. Merry Christmas. So let's see as we go out. From little things, big things grow. Yay. Well done, Rob. Well done, Helen. Take good care of yourselves. I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters. 